Welcome to Hope for Today, a weekly Bible teaching program that will bring you hope for every day. We are honored to be with you this week. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, in Exodus, we will take a closer look at Moses' conversation with God. Our title is Walking with God. Last week, it was Meeting with God. I like the progression of the titles. First, we have to meet God. Then, we walk with Him. Our relationship with God is just that. A relationship. Think of someone you have a relationship with. You didn't meet them once and never hear from them again. If that happens, we don't say it's a relationship. We say, we met them. Meeting God is just the start of a wonderful relationship. After that, we must walk with Him. Now, let's think about walking with God and some of the things it has in common with our other relationships. First, relationships require trust. If you don't trust someone, it is hard to have a good relationship. So it is with God. Before you can walk with God, you must believe that He exists and He cares for you. Without this, a relationship with Him will be very hard. Relationships with God and people need the foundation of trust to get started. Secondly, relationships take time. You can't know someone and get to know them better without putting time into it. Walking with God will require some of your time. Some take time in the evening, others take time with God in the morning, and some even do it both times. It doesn't seem to matter when. The important thing is, time is taken to be with God. Thirdly, in a relationship there is communication both ways. Think about a friendship you have. Does one person do all the talking? Usually not. At least it won't be a friendship long if this is the way it is. Walking with God requires the same type of back and forth. His Spirit speaks to our spirit as we read His Word, or we see and hear Him through His creation. Then, we open our heart and share with Him. This is the back and forth we can have with God. Yes, there are seasons when God is silent and feels far away. These are hard times, but let's be like Daniel and pray till there is a breakthrough. Three things which change our meeting God to walking with God. First, there is trust. Then, there will be time taken. And lastly, communication will happen. I don't know about you, but I want to grow in my walk with him. Let's go with J. Mark to Exodus 33 and learn even more about how we can walk with God. You know, many people miss out on the blessings of life because there are things that they don't know. To be ignorant of a great truth is tragic. For example, if you don't know that Jesus can give you eternal life, that's a tragedy. Missing out on that blessing affects not just how you live now, but it affects your existence forever, for eternity. But you know something that's worse? It's worse when you know the truth and you refuse to accept it. In my generation as a teenager, many people knew that cigarette smoking causes lung cancer. But by their actions, they showed they didn't believe it. They kept right on smoking. And you know what? Many of them developed lung cancer. 
Today, there are many people who seem to know the truth about God, and yet they refuse to accept it. Why is that? Well, partly because accepting the truth will convict them of sin. It will confront them with changing the way they live, and they're not willing to do that. There are several characters in the Bible who knew God so well that they actually walked with him. You may recall Enoch, who lived before the worldwide flood. He was a man like that. The Bible says Enoch walked with God, and Enoch was not, or he disappeared, because God took him. Moses was a man like that too. He walked with God, and he talked with God face to face. Now, even though Moses grew up in the court of Pharaoh in Egypt, and could have become the king, instead he chose to follow the Lord, to walk with God. He gave up all that wealth and power and fame to serve God. Would you be willing to do that if you had the opportunity? And then God called him to become the leader of Israel, to lead his people from Egypt to Canaan several thousand years ago. Moses walked with God, always reaching for a clearer understanding of the Lord. So in Exodus chapter 33 and verses 12 to 17, we learn about walking with God from the experience of Moses. That's Exodus chapter 33, and beginning with verse 12, I will read the Holy Scripture. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, you have said to me, Bring up this people, and you have not let me know who you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have found grace in my sight. Now therefore, I pray you, if I have found grace in your sight, Show me now your way, that I may know you, that I may find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is your people. And God said, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. And Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with me, then do not carry me up from here. For how shall it be known that I and your people have found grace in your sight? Is it not in the fact that you will go with us? So shall we be separated, I and your people, from all the people that are on the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that you have asked, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. God's statement to Moses, I know you by name, is a wonderful testimony. In this text that I read, Moses made several requests, which you and I can make as well to help us learn how to walk with God. The first request that Moses made was, Show me your path. Moses reviewed his call. He said, The Lord had called him to lead this people from Egypt to Canaan, and now he wanted some reassurance, some reaffirmation from the Lord, for this huge responsibility. To lead that group of several million people to the land of Canaan was no small task. And without God's help, it was impossible. Yes, indeed. So Moses wanted to know the way. Well, I can imagine that. Mount Sinai was in a barren wilderness. There were no roads, no road maps, no GPS was available. There was no clearly marked path from Sinai to the land of Canaan. And Moses must have felt inadequate to do what God was asking him to do. And so he said to God, I don't know the way. I need you to show me your path. 
I believe every human being wants to know what to do and how to go forward in life. We want to arrive at an agreed-on destination. So in this way, Moses was no different than you and me. We look to the Lord for guidance and for help too. Notice the Lord listened, and Moses made his request to God so that he would be able to walk in the path that God would mark out for him. He said, Show me your path. You know, that request has been the cry of everyone who follows God down through the ages. The psalmist said it this way, Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. I hope that's your prayer too. And then Moses' second request was, Secure for me your presence. God said to him, My presence shall go with you. That is a promise. The promise of the presence. You see, God cares for his own, his own children. He always has, his own people. He always will. Praise the Lord. God made this promise to Moses. The writer of the book of Hebrews wrote these words, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have, because God himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In other words, God's presence goes with us as his children continually. In addition to going with him, God said that he would give Moses rest in his spirit, rest in his heart. That too is a wonderful promise. Moses lived in a world that was filled with turmoil and violence and unrest and the fickleness of the people. So do we. And yet we, like Moses, can know that God is right there traveling along with us. What comfort, what assurance, what blessing it brings to us to know that God is near. And then Moses cried out in response and he said, If your presence is not going to go with me, then do not carry us up from here. Moses' cry was, I'm not going alone. It's impossible for me to make this journey with all this responsibility by myself. I have to depend on your presence, God. And so he cried out to the Lord and said, If you're not going with me, then let's not move off this spot. You know, no one is sufficient to walk life's pathway alone. It doesn't make any difference who you are, where you live, how much education you have, how wealthy you are, or what your position in life is. Just like Moses, if God doesn't go with you, you can't go by yourself, at least not if you want to reach a desirable end. So Moses prayed, and he asked, Secure me your presence. And God made a promise to him. And then Moses' final request was, Separate me and your people. God's presence makes a difference to a person or to a group of people. Moses said to God, It surely will be known that we have the presence of God. We are different from all the people who are around us. So we shall be separated, I and your people, from all the people that are on the face of the earth. Yes, the presence of God makes a difference. When people really are with the Lord, they are separated from other people. Not physically separated. We live together. We don't live in a completely different world, but in our hearts and spirits, the people of God are separated from others. Then God confirmed Moses' request. The Lord said, Yes, I will do this thing for you also. In other words, God expects his people to be different than those who don't follow him. I praise the Lord that you and I can have a special place with God, not because of who we are, but because of who He is. 
God's people have a special relationship with Him. And that relationship changes us from who we are to what He wants us to be. It changes us from the inside out. And this is exemplified so well by how the Lord responded to Moses when Moses made his request, separate me and your people from the rest of the people, the people of the land. Listen, everyone who knows the Lord is different, separated from all the other people around you, even people in your culture, because the life of following God is lived on a different level, and the path of life leads in a different direction, and we are in reality walking daily with the Lord. That's different from so many around us. We would love to have them join us, but many of them are not willing. So walking with God means to have him show you the path. It means you have the security of his presence. And walking with God will separate you from people who don't know him. Walking with God can be your blessed privilege. Why don't you begin to walk with him today? Thanks, J. Mark, for encouraging us to walk with God. He was right. It is a privilege we have to walk with God and serve him. May he guide you in this journey. If you have any questions or if you'd like a copy of today's teaching, here is how you can contact us. The best way is email. Our email is hope at heraldsofhope.org. If you don't have email, you could write to us. Our address is Hope for Today, Box 3, Breezewood, PA 15533. Or you can connect with us on our website. Our website is heraldsofhope.org. On our website, you can listen to our other programs and find other helpful resources. So please look around while you're there. If you go to the Connect tab, you can message us directly from our website, which again is heraldsofhope.org. Thanks so much for joining us. This brings us to the end of our program. Lord willing, we will be together again next week. Till then, go with God and may your walk with him get sweeter and closer each day.